selfies, right? <laughs> you know, we're, we're living in a selfie culture. But we would have had selfies hadn't it been for those Polaroid cameras that were like 800 pounds, remember those? We would have had selfies, parents can relate. And then not only that, you have to wait like two weeks doing this thing. <laughs> right? Right? At the peril of losing a family member, right? Because at the end of it, when it dries, you and then grandma is out of the picture. It's a ghostly figure, right? So, yes, we are in a selfie culture where it's me, 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 I, you know, iPads, iPhones, iCarly. I must have watched 100 episodes of those. Um, I want it now when, where... With me. Selfie, the, the, the Oxford Dictionary, 2013 word of the year. And we're going to look at some characters in the Bible and some selfie words that could prevent us from, from truly, truly living, loving, and service, which is, which is what embodies conduit, that, that'll chain us in a way where, where we, we allow ourselves not to be fully committed to your purpose. And, and one of those um, characters is, is, I'm sure you guys, big, bad Samson, right? Everybody familiar with Samson? Judges 13 through 16 is, is a poignant story, you know? 13, 1 to 5. And it says, Again, the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. And now there was a certain man from Zorah, the tribe of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed now you shall, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore be careful that not to drink wine or similar drink or not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall deliver, begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of, of the Philistines. So, so he was called. He had a purpose. God, 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 God created him. Remember, he wasn't supposed to be because his, 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 his mom was barren. And, and, and the Nazarites, if, if, if you could check, if you, if you want to homework, you could read the vows of the of, 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 the Nazarite, they're consecrated to the service of God, to abstain from, from, from strong drinks, alcohol, anything of the simili um, similar kind, unclean meats, unclean foods, don't cut your hair. And if you know I'm from Jamaica, and that's where I got the Rastafarianism from. Dreadlocks, smoke weed, that's their thing. It's, it gets you closer. To God, they, 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 some of them are so strict that they, they, where it comes to um, 
not touching a dead animal, which is part of the do not have any contact with the dead, they wouldn't wear leather shoes. That's how strict these guys were. Samson, born, the name means sun child, bright sun. And the word says, the child grew, the Lord blessed him and began to move upon him. And the very first thing he did was went to Timnah, which is a city north, northwest of, 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 of Judah, and asked his parents to, to get me this woman, a Philistine woman, the same, the same ones that he was brought up to, 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 to fight against. They were the enemies of the Israelites. And he asked his parents to get me this woman. Why? The word says, because he says, because she pleases me well. Has nothing right there to do with what God wants him to do. Because it, it pleases me well. Self-gratification. The very first thing he did. And not only that, he asked to be married to her. And if we fast forward to the Old Testament, to the New Testament, the word calls us to, to, to do not be unequally yoked Amen. with unbelievers. Young ones out there, trust the word. If he or she has no interest in, 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 in going to church or Christ, what's going to happen is, let me put it, in a way we can understand it. Saturday nights, you'll be prepping for church tomorrow, and he or she will be prepping for the clubs tonight. <laughs> you'll be getting dressed to go to church Sunday morning, and that person will be coming in from the clubs. It's going to be a tug of war. In the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 17.3 says, Do not intermarry with them. Do not give your daughters to their son or take their daughters for your son. The Israelites were chosen people. They were called to be different. They were called to be separate. They were, they were consecrated. Just like us Christians, we are consecrated. We are set apart for good works. We are called to be a light to shine unto the world that they, through us they may see Christ. It says... It says, the donkey and the ox cannot plow the same field. The ox was a, was, a, was, a, was a clean animal and the donkey was an unclean. So right there he broke all the rules. He broke the tradition also where, where parents were supposed to, to arrange the marriage. Why? Self. Now he's straying off the path that God has created designed for him. On his way to see the woman, he was attacked by a lion, strength. He says, the Lord moved mightily on him, tore the lion apart, went to see the woman. He says, further on down, on his way back again to see the woman, he saw the carcass. Honey was on the inside. He ate some of the, the, the honey. There you go, mingling with 
dead animals, which was a, a, a Nazarite vow. Again, his insatiable appetite to, to please self broke another vow. He says he went, he had a banquet, and, and, and in those days, it was, it was alcohol. The word didn't say he drank, but based on what he's shown us so far, his character, again, self. He went to the men of, 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 of Timna and threw them a riddle. If you, guys could, if you guys could solve this riddle. Out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. And if you guys could solve this riddle, I'll give you 30 pieces of garments, and if you can't, you give me 30 pieces. The same Philistine woman, they asked to coerce him into telling because no one knew the, no one knew the answer. No one knew what the riddle meant. She coerced him, oh, you love me. If you love me, why are you hiding the, the answer from me? Apparently, he told her, she told them. His anger, he, he was enraged. He, he went to Ashkelon, uh, uh, one, of, one, of, one of five of the major cities of, of the Philistine, killed 30 men to get the garments to repay these guys. Again, failed. That's not what, what was his calling. He was, he was he's starting to, he's, he's starting to put trust that the strength he has is from his hair and not from God. Self-reliance. That caused an outrage. Went to see the, that caused an outrage. Went back to see the woman, the, the father, the, the, the father-in-law gave her to his best friend. Another outrage, he tied 300 foxes, let them loose, destroyed all their harvest. All their harvest. He was, he was, Arrested, brought to, by Judah, brought to the companions, and then, you know the story, took a donkey's jawbone, killed a thousand. In doing so, he was, he was still doing unawarely what God had purposed him to do. He was still freeing somewhat the, the, the Israelites from the Philistines. He went to Gaza, another five city, one of the five major cities of the Philistine, and, and for, the, for the kids that are here, adults, I'm going to say, he hung out with a harlot. 
harlot is a, is a, is a scriptural name for a, a prostitute, ladies of the night. Put himself in danger with the men of those cities. They, they, they laid wait for him to kill him in the morning. Apparently, he left, he left, he left early. He left early before they got up and escaped that, that, that death. Went back again. This was to his demise. Delilah. Three Philistine women. His parents ask him, what? Aren't the women from, from, from our tribe any good? Are not good enough? Three times he unsuccessfully tried to find out the source of his power until he gave in. Cut his hair. The Bible says the, Lord, the spirit of the Lord left him. He was, he was, he was, captured. He was bound in chains, as the Bible say, say bronze fetters. His, his eyes were gouged, and they, they made a mockery of him. When they, they, they called him out to, to perform, and this was, his, this was the second time in his entire life he called on God. His very first time he called on God was, was after the killing of the thousand. He asked God to give him something to drink. And, and, and Hakori, there's a restaurant in Chicago that we go to. It's, it's awesome. And, and Hakori was the place God worked a miracle, got water for him to drink. His very first time was for thirst. Second time was for revenge. Twice in his entire life, the man who God purposed, we're all guilty. We're all guilty of the same. How many times in life we've, we've made choices to, to please self and stray from the calling of God? Which Chains us, takes us away from fully living, loving, and serving, which is what embodies conduit, which is, which, is what, which is what Christ is. He came to serve and not to be served. We're called to esteem others above ourselves above ourselves. The truth is we can't do it. That's why we have, to, we have to go, we have to rest and trusting and lean on Christ to break these chains. Self-gratification, self-reliance. Two dangerous selfies that, 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 that befell a man of God. He was somehow, in Hebrews, God, God said, call him one of the righteous judges. As maybe his last cry to God was equated to the cry um, like the thief on the cross. We never know. But in Hebrews, fast forward Hebrews, he was counted as righteous because he did 
faithful work for God. Who are we to judge? Judges 13 to 16 painted a different picture. Self-righteousness. Confidence in one's own righteousness. Depending on, on moral laws rather than, than faith. Legalism. Christ condemned the scribes and the Pharisees for such. Matthew 23. The scribes and the Pharisees. Whatever you do, Jesus told his disciples. They tell you to do, observe. That observe, but do not do according to their works. For they say, and do not do. Verse 5 says, but all their works they do to be seen by men. 14 says, want to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for pretense make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. Warn to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one soul, one proselyte, and then, when he's one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourself. We're going out there, we, we, we're proselyting, and, and then we're, we're not living. We're not making an example to these people we're trying to bring to Christ. Your action is more important than this. You, you, you can't just talk the talk as they would say. You have to live it. For my kids, they see you have to live it. There's no greater example. Talk all you want. Warn to you, fives and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside then may be clean also. The heart, that's what Christ looked at. He told him, rend your, rend your garments and... and, and Rend your heart and not your garments because they have this thing when, when, when they're found guilty or, 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 or sin, they'll tear all their, their, their garments. God said, no, rend your heart. The heart of the matter, as, 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 as my, 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 my wife and kids, they, they know, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. If it's, if it's not, if Christ is not there, then ask yourself, who is? Who is? Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, for you are like whitewashed tomb. Picture this. You've seen it. Whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all unclean. Even so, you... Also, 
outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside of you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Christ hated hypocrisy. The, 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 righteous, the righteous religious sect, the elites of the days, the, the scribes, the one, they, 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 they were the copy of the scriptures. So they know the scriptures. The Pharisees follow the rules rather than the scripture, and they ask for others to do so. We cannot gain merit to God through good works. Cannot. Because Romans 3.10 says, no one is righteous. Not one. Isaiah 64 says, on our best day, on our best day, we are filthy rags. Why? 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 Because we're all sinful. The Bible says we're, we're born in iniquity. And that's why we need Christ, because that's the only way God could see us as righteous. Imputed righteousness. Matthew Henry, a 17th century uh, theologian, Welsh. He, uh, he was known for writing exp exposition of, of, uh, of the Old and New Testaments. And, and this is what he had to say. He, he wrote about the, 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 the scribes and the Pharisees, and I quote, the scribes and Pharisees were enemies to the gospel of Christ and therefore to the salvation of the souls of men. It is bad to keep away from Christ ourselves, but worse also to keep others from him. They were very busy to turn souls to be of their party, not for the glory of God and the good of souls, but that they might have the credit and advantage of making converts. Gain being their godliness by a thousand device they made religion give way to their worldly interests. They were strict and precise in small matters of the law, but careless and loose in weightier matters, as verse 23 says, like justice, mercy, and faith. While they seemed to be godly, they were neither sober nor righteous. End quote. Yes, their, their, their base of living was, was the Mosaic Law. We're all familiar with the Mosaic Law, some 1613. Ten of which we know, the Ten Commandments. And over time, they added more, thousands. They made subdivision. Third, the Sabbath day, holy, no work. They made 39 categories on what it means to work and subcategories <laughs> of those like like how many steps can you take on the sabbath how many letters you can write you can't fix a denture <laughs> on the sabbath you're not allowed to sew a button yes by the way dentures are around they're, they they've been around since 700 B.C.s, believe it or not. You're not allowed to, to, to sew a button on the Sabbath. 
it was said, our old pastor, um, David Hughes, he said, it was said that you couldn't take a bath because if you splash and hit the dirt, it creates mud. So that's work. Yes, crazy. Over time, they added, they added thousands. Goodness. Ten. The ten. We struggle to keep because we can't. 613 plus thousands. Paul condemned them. He says, for being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. They were supposed to know God and help others follow him. Galatians 2.21 says, If righteousness were through the law, works, Christ died for nothing. We might as well, let's just leave here. If, if, if Christ died, for, if, if Christ, if there was no resurrection, there was no cross, let's just leave here, go, go watch football, go on our merry way, eat, live, drink, do whatever we want to do. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Imputed righteousness is when we place our faith in Christ, God gives us the perfect righteousness of Christ so that we, we become perfect in his sight. Not that we are, but he is. So when God sees us through Christ, he sees us as perfect. If Christ is not there, how he sees us? A mess, like I was five minutes ago. <laughs> a wreck. We cannot do it alone. We have to take our chains and bondages to the foot of the cross and give it to God. Matthew five twenty says, if we want to enter heaven, our righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisees. Must. How do you exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees? Their righteousness is seen through works. There's nothing we can do. It's already done. Bonhoeffer call it cheap grace, costly grace. <clears throat> self-aggrandizement, self-exaltation. Self-aggrandizement, the action of process of promoting oneself as being powerful or, or important. Exaltation, exaltation of oneself, vainglory, rise, rise in rank, character, power. So, so, so let's go back to where it all started. Lucifer. The Bible gives us a great description of who Lucifer was before the fall in, in, in 
in Ezekiel 28, 12 to 15. Believe it or not. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect and beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sagios, topaz, diamonds, beryl, onyx, jasper, <coughs> sapphire, turquoise, emerald with gold. Emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timber and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you. You are on the holy mountain of God. You walk back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day, from the day you were created. Dot, 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 dot. Uppercase highlighted, underscore. Till, till iniquity found you. Jealousy overcame, and he wanted to be like God. He was gloried in heaven among, among the hosts, but he was not content with his position. Self came knocking, and, 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 and as the word says, your heart in Isaiah, in Isaiah 14, 17 says, your heart was filled up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. Exaltation, pride reigned in his heart. He longed for glory. He wanted, he wanted his throne to be grander than God's. He wanted his throne to surpass the most high, as the word says. He desired to be like God. And it's it, it, the same words he used on Eve in the garden. Eat this apple and you shall be like God. He desired to be like God and not, not to be a servant of God. Unlike Christ, again, Christ, Christ came to serve and not to be served. He wanted universal and eternal domination. The allure of self-exaltation and, and aggrandizement prevailed. And as Ezekiel 28, 16 says, he was cast out of heaven. Cast out of heaven. So what did he do? Met Christ in the wilderness and tried to pull him away from his purpose by tempting him with food. He knew he was fasting for 40 days at his weakest point. He's wily. He's been around from, the, from, from then. I'm not going to say from the beginning because God is behind time, matter, and space. So I can't say from the beginning. Christ was there for sure. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was a God and, 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 and the Word was God. He didn't say he was there. So I'm not going to say from the beginning. He was there. He knew him. And he tried to tempt him with worldly things. 
Every time, as Pastor Cameron said, laid this on my heart, he said, every time Satan tempted Christ to show the power, to show his power and importance, believe it or not, to exalt the already exalted one. What Christ did, he denied self because he knew that he has a purpose outside of self. Yes. Listen. Every sinful decision I've made, every time I've strayed from God's will for my life, it's me choosing self over the plan he has for me. Everything has its purpose. And if we use it for the purpose, for Yes, I'll put on. If I use this, if I use this to try to hammer to get a nail in a two by four or wherever, what do you think is going to happen? Right. That's not, that's not what it's for. That, that's not what it was created for. Mr. Jobs, that's not what he set hours and years to create this for. Right? What's that going to cause? Damage. Right? Hurts. Frustrations. Setbacks. Right? We have to use it for its purpose. We all are created for a purpose, but we can only find it in and through Christ. As, 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 as um, Rick Warren wrote a book many years ago, um, Purpose Driven Life. He said, if you create, his illustration, if, you create, if, 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 if someone created this thing and, and handed it to you without any instruction or anything, you're going to have to go back to him and ask him, hey, what's this for? And it parallels our life. We, in order for us to know our purpose, we must go to the Creator. We're gonna, we're gonna walk, we're gonna walk God's earth. Die, live, die. You may think, you may think you're doing your purpose, but God's purpose and your purpose is absolutely two different. You could be a trillionaire, perfect kids, perfect wife, <coughs> house on PCH, Pacific Coast Highway, overlooking the beauties. No, his ways and uh, the Bible says his ways and our ways are not the same. His ways are higher than us. So in order for us to know our purpose, we have to go back to the Creator. We have to go back. So, so what Christ did. To shun Satan's attempt was use the word. Get behind me, Satan. He used the word to fend off Satan's and his temptations. Keep in mind, if you don't already know, temptation is forever. It's not going anywhere. The further you go away from this, the closer you are to sin. The closer you are to this, 
the further you're away from sin. But temptation will be there. So we have to go to Christ and the word to fend the temptation so that we can break these chains that we can fully live, love, serve. Right? So, so like I said earlier, the quote, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. So let's, let's go to the core. Let's go to the core of all these selfies. Self-aggrandizement, self-exaltation, self-reliance, self-gratification. What's the core of that? What's, what's the core of, of that? The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. What's the center of the heart? Why we choose self. Why Satan was cast out of heaven. Pride. Pride. A feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction from one's own achievement. From your own achievement. We're not talking about a, a, a dutiful pride here where your, your, your daughter just graduated from JCC. You know what I mean? Or, or your son's getting married. You know, and, and, and we're not talking, we're talking about a deep, seated pride. Psalm 10.4 says, the wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. Proverbs 8.13 says, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverse mouth I hate. The Bible warns of pride. Proverbs 16.18-19 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty heart before a fall. I like old I like old theologians. Like I don't I don't care for these. Honestly, no disrespect to anyone. I, I'm not naming names, but I don't like these new age guys on you see on TV promising people cars and and and, and houses and promise you won't your 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 life will be so perfect and you you're not gonna get sick. The Lord knows that's not the truth. I like the old theologians that tells it like it is, like, like Tozer and, and Bonhoeffer and, 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 and Spurgeon. Spurgeon. Spurgeon wrote, is your heart hardy? He wrote a devotion. Is your heart hardy? You have it, Jake? Spurgeon, devotion. Is your heart hardy? Did I give it to you? Your email? No? Ranking them to me. God hates pride. Pride is the opposite of humility. Humility is summed up in 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 Kings of Kings, manger, cross. He gave up everything, everything for us who 
didn't deserve it and took, took what he didn't deserve. What, what do we have, the Bible says, what do we have that we didn't receive? Why are we so prideful? Everything we have, everything we have was given to us. The Bible said, why boast as though you didn't receive it? Is it there? Yes. Yes. Before destruction of, man, before destruction of man's heart is hardy. Proverbs 18, 12. It is an old common saying that, that coming events cast their shadows before men. The wise man teaches us that hardy hearts is the precursor of evil. Pride is as clearly the sign of destruction as the change of mercury in the barometer. is the sign of rain and far more inf inf infallibility so that th than that. When men have ridden the high horse, destruction has always overtaken them. Let David's aching heart show that there is an eclipse of man's glory when he dotes upon the, on his own greatness. Observe Nebuchadnezzar, the mighty builder of Babylon, creeping on the earth, devouring grass like beasts, his nails grown like bird's claw, and his hair like eagle's feathers. Pride made the boaster a beast, as once before it made an angel a devil. God hates high looks and never fails to bring them down. All the arrows of God are aimed at proud hearts. Oh, Christian, is your heart haughty this evening? For pride can get into the Christian's hearts as well as into the sinners. It can delude him into dreaming that he is rich. I have prospered and I need nothing. Are you glorying in your graces of talents? Are you proud of yourself and your spiritual experiences? Be careful, reader. There is a destruction coming to you also. Your flaunting poppies of self-conceit will be pulled up by the roots. Your mushrooming graces will wither in the burning heat, and your self-sufficiency will become as straw for the downhill. If we forget to live at the foot of the cross in deepest lowliness of spirit, God will not forget to discipline us for our good. A destruction will come to you, O unduly exalted believer. The destruction of your joys and of your comforts although there can be no destruction of your soul. Therefore, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. What have we done? What can we do? Nothing. Be clothed in humility. As, as 1, Peter, 1 Peter 5, 5 says, be clothed in humility. Likewise, you are younger. Be, sub, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourself, all of you, with humility towards opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You have to, you have to humble yourselves. That he may exalt you in due time. Humility, we cannot truly live, love, serve if pride sits at the core of our being. We cannot. We must, must let Christ replace pride and let him live in us, as, as, as Paul said. It is, and then it is not I who live anymore. 
Christ in me. We are without purpose if we are without if we are without Christ. The selfie culture says love Christ says love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and your neighbor as yourself and your neighbor as yourself that, that's the of a selfie <laughs> truth sacrifice selflessness prideless 13 kids between that family. <laughs> 13. And I'm sure they're not done. I'm sure. Yes. That's the absolute epitome of a selfie. They left everything here to go serve. Try to, 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 to spread the gospel, which is, which is God. Last command, as Swindle says, his last command should be our first. Go unto the world and preach the gospel, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Live, love, serve. So, so. John 3.30 says, He must increase and I must decrease. The greatest, Matthew 23.11 said, The greatest among you shall be your servant. Luke 14.26-27 says, Hate mother, father, hate mother, hate father, must deny self and take up your cross and follow me. He didn't say follow the world. Goodness gracious, we're guilty of following the world. We're doing what they want us to do. And hence, strayed away from the path God has created us, created for us. He said, Matthew 16, 25 says, He who saved their life will lose it. And he who lose their life for me will save it. Self-infatuation leaves no room for God. Because the Bible says in Matthew 6, 24, we can only serve one master. Christ was the absolute epitome of, of, of service and servanthood. And he left as an example to follow in, 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 in um, Matthew 17. He gives us in, in John 13, rather, 1 through 17, when he washed the disciples' feet, he left them with this. I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Serve others. Esteem others above yourself. Listen to this. Thinking of yourself less is not thinking less of yourself. 
Do I need to repeat that? Thinking of yourself less is not thinking less of yourself. The Bible says you'll be called great in the kingdom of God. God is the essence of love. We're not talking about the filet or the eros or the storge love, which is, which is another sermon. We're talking about agape love. The love that he laid down his life for us. A love that binds regardless of circumstance. A selfless, charitable love. A love that draws us to serve others. Without Christ, we cannot truly live, love, serve. Of course, you have tons of multi-millionaire philanthropists that gives, gives, gives. Yes, in it and of itself, it's good. But who, you, who do you see at the end of the day? Them. It stops right there. I give all my millions, right? It stops right here. But when Christ is involved, it sees right through me and see him. The chief end of man is to glorify God. God gets the glory when Christ is in it. It, 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 it surpasses self. Let me get on a, I'm running out of time. Let me get on a little bit of apologetic run right here. I'm going to ramble off some numbers. I don't have to defend God. This will. They say, the truth is like a lion. If you set it free, it'll defend itself. Right? I don't need to defend God. This creation speaks for itself, as the Bible said. We just suppress these truths. Our Milky Way galaxy we live in, Earth, is like this much on the grand scheme. It's 100 to 180,000 miles, light year in diameter. The speed of light is 136,000 miles per second. So in order for you to travel from one end to the next, you have to travel 186,000 miles per second for 100 to 180,000 years. It is estimated that there are 100 to 200 billion galaxies. That's the God I'm calling you to, 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 to give your chains and bondages to so you can truly live, love, serve. The, the earth and, 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 and observable edge of universe is 46 billion light years. Our body, six quarts of blood. 5.6 liters is circulating the body three times a minute. That's 12,000 miles in one day. Your blood travels 12,000 miles in one day. That's four times from, from New York to California. Four times. Messages, axons at 130 yards per second. That's 268 miles. The arteries, veins, capillaries, if unraveled and stretched out from end to end, 60 
thousand miles long. That's time and a half, twice and a half around Earth. This, me, you, 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 each and every one of us, fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't let, oh, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am too. We are too. The central, the, the, our entire nervous system, if unraveled, 90,000 miles long. 90,000. The Population Bureau reference estimated that from the beginning till now, 107 million people have lived. Three days, one cross, zero bodies. Steve Jobs didn't start the eye. You know where the eye started? Exodus 13, Exodus 3, 14. The I am. He told Moses, I am the I am. Fast forward, Christ says, I am the good shepherd. I am the door of the sheep. I am the vine. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection of I am the way, the truth, and the life. Bring it to the cross. To the true I am.